Welcome to Right, Just, and Inconvenient, a podcast where we talk about the Catholic faith and our walk towards holiness in today's cultural climate. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Amanda. And we are both Catholic wives and mothers trying to raise the next generation of good and decent Catholics in today's world. And even though we don't always get it right ourselves, we invite you to walk with us on this journey to holiness. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how we try to honor our husbands. Um, Neither of us have been married for crazy long. I've been married for a little over three years. And how long have you been married? You're married for two and a half years. Two and a half years. So by like no means are we experts on marriage. Marriage babies. Yeah. But um, we want to be one day and like we want to we want to be married for as long as we can be. And um, so we have tried to implement habits that honor our husbands and they honor us as well of course um so i think one of the one of the ways that we can do it just super easily well i say super easily it's probably it's actually not super easy because (laughs) i mess it up all the time but um when's the last time your husband irritated you just like genuinely like or said something or did something irritating or Maybe y'all had a fight or literally anything negative that occurred in your relationship. And then you complained about it to either your best friend or a family member or anybody that wasn't your husband. Right. Um, In search of either, I don't know, some, just somebody to agree with you maybe or somebody to tell you also how much he sucked right then. Yeah. I feel like we, um, we tend to enjoy venting. Like, it makes us feel better for some reason, but it doesn't do anything good. Like, complaining no, in general, which we've talked about how we both are kind of bad about complaining. I love to vent. Yeah, me too. So, um, but I, I think we've learned, even maybe before we got married, or at least I did um, in the dating process, I think I did complain about my now spouse a lot when we were dating. And, I mean... For one reason, like one reason that I feel like it's a bad thing is because if all you're doing is talking to your best friend about your husband or your boyfriend or your fiance and you're complaining all the time, they're not going to get an accurate picture of what this person is like because we all make mistakes. But if we only talk about the bad things, if all you're ever doing is calling to vent, (laughs) then it paints a very negative picture. Yeah. And so your friend might be like, oh, he's the worst. Dump him. Yeah. But like they don't know your relationship. They don't know the whole... Right. And then a lot of times we listen to our friends and like they don't have the whole picture, so they can't really give the best advice. So, I mean, I think in that aspect, it is a bad idea because you're complaining and you're painting a bad picture about your spouse, which is bad in general. Like you shouldn't be talking poorly about someone that you love. Because I know that, I mean, I make, I am irritating. I am remarkably annoying. Yeah. Um, you've lived with me, so you know how <laughs> remarkably annoying I can be. You're special um, to live with for sure. And I would hate it if I knew that Fred was like, calling up his best friend or his family or whatever just to talk about how irritating I was. Like, it, your spouse is your, like, safe zone where right. you can trust them with, like, your your best and your worst. And they're with you 24-7. I mean, not 24-7. They go to work. You go to work, you know. Right. But they're with you more than anybody else. Yeah. So 
you're not going to be at your best all the time. And I wouldn't want everyone like airing out my worst moments to the general public. Yeah. And I mean, we have terrible moments. Everyone does. We're all human. And like, we all, especially as parents, I mean, I'm sure everyone or students like struggle with like getting enough sleep. When you don't have enough sleep, you tend to be a worse human being. Like you tend to just be crankier and meaner or if you haven't had enough to eat i know that like people get hangry like you know you have your worst moments and you happen to be with your spouse and they get to see them and you feel comfortable enough to like let it out i mean i always say that like we should be like our toddler's safe spaces you know like we should be our our spouse's safe spaces too so i mean we shouldn't be airing out every thing that they do in their safe space now there are some things that i mean i think are genuinely harmless like sometimes i complain about like when fred goes to the store I think this is true of many husbands, not just mine, but, um, and sometimes he's been right. And I have sworn up and down that like, you just couldn't find this particular type of tomato sauce that I need at the store. And I've asked him, I've been like, well, will you just FaceTime me? Like, can I just look for it myself (laughs) from my couch? (laughs) Just point it towards the shelves. I'll look for it. I know it's there. But like whenever he goes to the store in general with a list, usually I get texted 18 billion questions about like, well, what kind of this did you want? Like, is this okay? Do you care what brand it is? Like things that if I were given a list to go to the store, I just wouldn't need to bother the other person about. I would just get what was on the list and come home. Yeah. Um, but it's a harmless complaint. Yeah. Like it doesn't tear down Fred's character that he no, can't yeah. find something in the grocery store. <laughs> I feel like that's, yeah, that's definitely important. Because I mean, of course we all, and, and all together, like in front of Andrew, I'll make a joke about something that he does or he'll make a joke about something that I do. And it, it's funny, but like it isn't tearing down his character, which is different. Like, I think where we get in the danger zone is when we start airing out like disagreements and arguments, especially before we have like sorted them out with our spouse. Yeah, definitely. Especially before we have sorted them out. Um, I mean, like, the big fights, like, the ones you, like, get really upset over, emotional over, not things that you laugh about together. Yeah, I know. Immediately after. Or during. <laughs> and I feel like, also, when I when I vent, I tend to, like, get rehyped about things. Like, yeah. I, was, I was angry before I called you, and then I was like, I have to tell somebody else about this. And then I've called someone, and I've vented about it, and during that process, I'm re-angry like i am just yeah. as mad as i was now and then the like, person all it does is fuel it yeah I'm the just, person you're talking to is like also fueled because they're like yes. oh this is making me yeah, angry this and is so riveting information and everyone's just mad together <laughs> and it does nothing good for anyone no, no 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 i mean i feel like um a lot of relationship problems could be solved by not talking crap about your spouse for sure like i think it encourages because also, depending on, like, where you are, say you're, whether it's in a group of people, like, with coworkers or, like, how public it is, like, the person I think that you're also airing your grievances to matters. Mm-hmm. I think that you should pick those, like, if you do need somebody that you just need to, like, talk about, especially after you've already, like, discussed with your spouse and you just need to, like, tell somebody that irritated you for whatever reason, I think it's important to have, like, a good person that has the the best intentions for your marriage at heart with anything that they're going to say to you um i have like a select number of people that i feel like i can tell something that happened that won't that won't hold that against my husband or against my marriage it would never encourage any sort of just they wouldn't give me bad advice if it's something that it's like vital you really need someone else's perspective maybe like a spiritual director or someone who 
Yes. You really trust with, like, a very um, third-party person. Like, yeah. someone who you really trust to be not biased towards... Objective. Yeah. Objective. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I decided a long time ago that, like, I don't talk about Andrew and my issues if we have an issue. Like, like you said, something small, like, the fact that he can never hear me. I make jokes about that all the time because, I mean, it's funny and he knows and he also jokes about it. But, like, any, like, personal fights or bad moments that we both have, like, that needs to stay between us. And I think it has changed the game in our relationship. I learned it, thankfully, before we got married. But if, if, you're, if you're already married, this is a good time to start. I think that I do. I think it's a good thing to practice before you get married. Um, I mean... I'm not in any way encouraging if something really is going on that's terrible in your relationship that is that is actually abusive in any way. I'm not encouraging you just, like, keep it quiet and, like, stay there in that zone. But, I mean, do in your relationships, like, practice just not airing out your partner's dirty laundry yeah. to whoever's willing to listen. Yeah. Obviously, all of this is within reason. Um, and I guess another thing would be... To, like, work through things together. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, um, I'm someone, and we're opposites in this, my husband and I. Like, I'm someone who, like, likes to talk things to death. Like, I want to I want to come out of this fight done with this fight. Oh, I'm like this, too. And yeah. Fred is the opposite yeah. side of the spectrum. Andrew for me. is the opposite. So, he, he, he can't, cont- like, he, if we keep fighting, he will... He will just get more mad, whereas, like, if he just steps away, he's probably going to be fine. Like, nine out of ten times, he's fine. And and I also would be better off if I stepped away. Like, he's got the right idea. No, actually, I'm glad that you said this because Fred does this, too. And it's very difficult for me, and partially because I don't think it's... I don't think it's the way I grew up in my family dynamic. I think my family has a dynamic, for the most part, especially between, like, me and my father, that, like... If we ever have a disagreement, I feel like we lay out the disagreement blatantly on the table. And then if we are angry about it, like, we're going to scream it out right yeah, there. And me we're, too. And sometimes that leads to us saying, like, we've said terrible things before that later we had to apologize for and be like, oh, my gosh. Right. Like, I was definitely speaking out of anger when I said that. And uh, so far in our marriage or in our relationship, Fred's honestly never done that. But it's because he like walks away from the argument for yeah. a little bit to process and it used to enrage me that he would do that yeah. because I wanted I was like no we're doing this right now <clears throat> that's like, me yeah, and we're totally. gonna yell about it and then he just wouldn't participate and that would infuriate yeah. me more but it is the, I mean it's the right call it is and it's funny because I don't think I don't even think Andrew does it on purpose I think it's just his instinct is like he needs a minute yeah like he would always be like please let's just like let me just off and that's the smart thing to do because like if you give yourself like people say sleep on it like i don't like to go to bed angry and like i i won't really but like if you do like it's probably good because if you sleep on something like and you wake up you feel better you just do i mean even if you just go to a different room for 30 minutes and like read a book or scroll on your phone or whatever just de-escalate yes like you you feel better take a couple deep breaths i can't remember where i read this but I can't remember the names of the parts of your brain that do this, but, like, the part of your brain that processes emotions and the part of your brain that does, like, critical thought 
and reason yeah. are different parts. And like when your like emotional part of your brain is super activated, the part of you that thinks rationally is not. Yeah. Um, which makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But um, that's why you can't try to reason with a toddler when they're having a tantrum. You have to let him finish and then then talk to them. Well, I feel like that's what that's what Fred has had to do sometimes with me in our marital fights. Is he's like, this is my toddler right now. She is emotionally engaged, and I have to like let her just kind of let it out for a second, and then he'll like walk away, process, and then he's ready to come back and have a discussion about yeah. it. And I can too if I cool down, but but we're gonna really have a discussion yeah. if I do it right then. I know. <laughs> it's gonna be a loud one. And I tend to be calm, but like. You're infuriatingly calm. I know. We, <laughs> Amanda and I used to live together. I don't know if we've mentioned this eight times, but so we have had our fair share of fights and we definitely fight. <laughs> we both like to fight it out, but we fight so differently. Like, I'm very calm during a fight. And you she, appear like has, Fred, like in the emotionally, but you aren't actually. Because I like to talk it all the way through. Whereas Andrew, like, probably gets more emotional, but because he, like, sh- he'll, like, be like, okay, I gotta stop. He prevents himself from getting too angry, but he would if, like, well, Fred's blatantly said that to me. He's like, when I'm like, so when I do have to walk away, it's, it's not because, because I thought the subject matter just isn't important enough to you right now to, to talk it through. Yeah. Like, it didn't make sense to me. I was like, why, we can't just leave this alone. It has to be worked through. What are you doing? Because I was taking it as a, we're never gonna get yeah. through it. But like, for him, it was just, he was like, no, like, when I'm that mad, like, I'll be mean. And I don't want to be yeah. mean to you. That's It's smart. Why are they smart? It's so smart. I mean, and I think, um, I think, like, with most things, practice makes perfect. Because we we still fight, obviously. I mean, we're only, like, three and a half years into our marriage. So we're not perfect. But I like to think we fight a lot less than, like, of course, right when you move in together, you you tend to fight more because you just learn a lot about each other's habits and what's annoying about what habit and stuff like that. But like, as we've practiced how to fight, I think we fight better. We've like, don't have longer, like long fights, you know? No. Um, Yeah. I think, I mean, as much as it's weird to say about this subject, but like practice makes perfect. Yeah. I think, I think I've learned a lot from fighting with him just because like he has to deescalate. Like I've learned, I think how to, think to myself oh I need to cool down before yeah. I do this I've gotten better about that too. yeah and like I think um with anyone you live with I mean your kids your spouse a roommate like you're not going to get along 100% of the time because no one is the same and like people butt heads so I mean I think one way to honor your spouse is to really try to like have some perspective in the moment and if you can't say anything nice <laughs> walk away yeah just actually walk away i mean and that then you can talk later you can apologize later you can come back you can go say a prayer go say the rosary like say something and come back to it and and not to say that you can't still disagree and need to discuss whatever the matter is because oftentimes that is a thing especially with like bigger things like finances or like big life decisions like sometimes you're going to disagree and you need to step away come back and still talk about the problem like it's not like it's dead but taking a deep breath and cooling your emotions and trying to be rational will make a big difference i think in honoring each other as and prayers actually life. like i'm glad that you mentioned prayer <laughs> and the rosary specifically because we've i think we've done that once like we don't have a ton of like huge fights but i think that like I can think of one time where we did, where we did, we would, we said a rosary. 
um, I think it was before Charlotte because that's the only situation I can think of where we would have had time to like both engage in part of a fight and then also have time for a rosary yeah. before she interrupted it. Yeah. But, um, but the rosary is long enough where you can start it angry and, um, so true. Yeah. It it's long enough to deescalate you. I feel like, because it's really difficult to, it's, it's difficult to pray in general angrily, yeah. but it's really difficult to repeat a Hail Mary 10 times like in a decade yeah. and, and still be enraged by the end of it. It actually is a good one. If you if you want to be together like for it, but and and maybe not after a giant fight, maybe it works for you, but like for instance, we do tend to try to pray the rosary every day after the kids go to bed and um a lot of times because that period of time like dinner, bath time, putting pajamas on kids, trying to get them down is kind of one of those times where you're just like in a bad mood because everyone's going crazy <laughs> and you can't control it. So I do like go into praying the rosary irritated a lot and it does, it deescalates me and whether it's, whether I'm mad at Andrew or the kids or just mad, like it does kind of help. So that brings us to our next point. I think praying together really is one of the best ways to honor your spouse, not just because you're angry, but I know you guys pray together every morning and, um, just like having that intentional time because a marriage is between you and your husband and God, like having all three of you together at least once a day, I think, um, is a great way to honor your spouse. And I think remembering to, to make God the actual like third wheel of your yeah. marriage is really important just because I think sometimes it's easy to just feel like it's just between like you and your spouse. Yeah. And, um, we would suck at this a lot more if oh, it yeah. was just between me and my spouse. Like having God there as that anchor is incredible. Like yeah. I can't, I can't imagine doing marriage, especially thinking about you know once we get once we become marriage veterans and we aren't marriage babies anymore yeah. and have done this for you know ten, twenty, fifty years, whatever we get to. Um, doing that without God seems insane to me. Yeah, and I think. Um... I think it's got to be harder like the more kids we have the harder it gets or like the more that's going on like when I'm when I'm coaching because I coach volleyball in the fall we tend we forget to pray the rosary at night like a lot of times like we'll try to make time for it we set a reminder on our phone and that helps but like that'll be when things get really busy is when you forget so like maybe setting setting a reminder has helped me a lot um or like doing it in the morning or doing it when you can even and if you don't have a ton of time, even just, like, a quick prayer. Ours in the morning are super short. Yeah. Like, and part of that is because my husband leaves for work at 4.30 in the morning. And so he kind of, like, wakes me up enough to, like, let me know that he's leaving and to say a quick prayer. But it's quick. And sometimes I am not completely awake for it. Yeah. Um, we take turns on who actually, like, says the prayer. And there are times when it's Fred's turn where I am, like, barely conscious, but I'm trying to, like, give as much of my mind yeah. that I can to God, like, with him and kind of, like, just let my day start that way with my husband and God. Yeah. And I think making that time for God, but also for each other, because, like, you need to make personal time for God, too, but, like, you're making that time for each other and God. And I feel like that will kind of always speak volumes, like... I don't know, like, I always feel really confident about our marriage, like, when we pray together. Agreed. It, um, one of, one of the major selling points to me about, you know, choosing my husband to be my husband was his commitment to God. 
and like how much faith he seemed to have. And it was just, it was very refreshing to like meet someone who could value God the way that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and seeing like, I don't know, seeing your husband, um, or at least for me, like have strong faith and like be for me a strong Catholic man. Like it's really attractive too. Like it is, it's nice to see like just little gestures that he does for me or like in mass, he always, um, lets me and the kids go first for communion like, that's, like, something he, like, heard on EWTN or something. And, like, he's made, like, it really intentional <laughs> that's now. Like, cute, There though. are certain things that he has, like, tried to make habitual, like, because he's trying to, like, be strong and, like, be good and develop good habits for this be family. Be a good spiritual leader. Yeah, he is. Like, and I just, like, it's, it's attractive. And it helps our marriage. That's, like, a way he honors me. Like, even though it's so small and, like, like, my mom went to mass with us, like, last week, I think, and... He, you know, let her go first, too. Like, he let me out, and then he let her out. And she was like, oh, no, go ahead. And he was like, no. Like, he looked at her like, no, no, I cannot. <laughs> you must go first. But I just like stuff like that that I feel like there's tiny stuff that you can do to just, like, kind of honor each other. Nice things. Another thing, and this is random. Like, I don't think we talked about talking about this. But um, that I've heard that some women do is, uh, like, just, like, dress up or, like, put makeup on. Like, try to look nice for your husband, which... For you might be easy because you have a job. You would think that, but since we've been working from right. home for more than a year now, that really has uh, taken a turn. Like you, like you might have a meeting or something. But. Yeah, and actually, what I've tried to get because I used to like do this, and I would kind of get ready for the Zoom meeting, and then just like by default, I would still look nice for yeah. my husband. But I've been trying to be intentional about when I don't have any meetings, yeah. just occasionally making that about like I'll just get ready. And it's nothing special. Like, I mean, I brush my hair. I put on, like, a little bit of makeup and maybe an outfit that isn't just, like, a t-shirt and yeah. gym shorts. Yeah. And I've heard that some women do this for their spouse. And, like, it's really good. And I have done it maybe twice. Maybe twice. I know for sure once. But I think maybe twice. And um, I told him that I did it for him. And he was oh, like, I did too. I wanted to He was credit. like, why? <laughs> <laughs> he was like why i don't care and i was like i know but i just wanted like i just wanted to like show you that i care like and he's like i don't care but don't say that it'll never happen again (laughs) right so i mean some some husbands may appreciate it more than others but yeah i i'm not great about it like i really am not like it's something that i think i could be better about not even dressing up for him but maybe just like doing something different special for him i've heard some women uh like setting reminders on their phone to just like do something nice for their husband like something anything yeah that's i mean those are ways to do it that those aren't things that i necessarily do but they've there are ways that i have heard of and um back to like praying with there's also praying Praying for yeah praying for your spouse so if you don't have a spouse this is also very applicable to praying for your future spouse oh yeah it's something i used to do actually all the time i never did i did (laughs) That's because you didn't believe that there was going to be one. That's true. (laughs) I was already rooted in the fact that I would be a stay-at-home mom, so I obviously had to be married to somebody, so I was going to pray for them. Funny. Um, Yeah, like, I always, at night, I'm just, like, you know, help my husband 
be the best husband and father he can be for this family keep him safe and healthy it's like simple like that but like i say it pretty habitually every night like help him help me be the best wife i can be to him best mother to my kids and i mean i feel like prayer is powerful especially when you do it a lot yeah be the the squeaky wheel gets the grease and i like to think that applies to to god too and maybe i ask like saint joseph to pray for him or um saint andrew because his name's andrew (laughs) that's true saint joseph's such a good one his patron saint is uh saint gregory the great so i'll ask him too Hmm. but i don't know anything about saint gregory the great i know a minimal amount but uh it was his confirmation saint when he came into the church so he knows a good bit about him that's true that's one of the great things i feel like about converting to catholicism is that i mean I don't even, I vaguely remember who I picked for my confirmation state, but Andrew gets to actually remember that because, I mean, it happened, what was it, four, maybe five years ago? Yeah, probably right at five. Mm. Yeah, no, um, and he was, he was actually deciding between St. Gregory the Great and his, uh, and St. Joseph, so. Oh. I think he chose St. Gregory the Great, um, ultimately because, okay, maybe not, but uh, his dad's name's Gregory so I think that was part of it but he he said he just really liked like all that he learned about him but I think it was definitely influenced by his dad being named Gregory (laughs) but praying praying for your spouse I mean it doesn't have to be long and drawn out I mean you quickly make time for it because you have very like hectic and busy like your day starts immediately like yeah I at least have after I drop Charlotte off to daycare I usually talk to Fred on the phone, like, in the car ride on the way to drop her off. So, on the way back, he's usually starting work. I mean, not that he hasn't started work by that point since he's been there for, like, three hours. But um, but he's starting work, and I have the whole car ride before I go to start work where I just – I've just gotten off the phone with him. He's fresh on my mind. Like, it's kind of my prayer time anyway. So, I just add him in to yeah. the rosary. I think there are a lot of ways to honor your spouse and – um, we gave you a few that we do right now. And like we said, we're, we're new to marriage. I mean, kind of, but relatively new to marriage. And as we come up with more tips, we'll definitely share them. Um, but let us know what tips you have. If you've been married for that longer than us, or even if you're newly married and you found some tips that we didn't share, or maybe you're a seasoned professional and the tips that we had actually don't work long term. <laughs> Although we hope that they do. Um, but, I mean, just remember to hold your hold your spouse and be your spouse's, like, safe place for their best and their worst days, especially. Um, just try to keep that, keep that dynamic and that relationship and that, you know, your disagreements between the two of you when you can. And just really hold them up in a place of honor. Because you chose them. You chose them to be your spouse, and you're working with God on that and not with the whole world on your marriage problems. Um, Yeah, so if you need to talk to someone, talk to God. Talk to God. Pray with your spouse, pray for your spouse, and um, I think think that's a good place to to start. I know that um, throughout marriages, especially as the years go on, difficult things happen, and I think having God with us is, is the key to making it work because I don't think that we are strong enough to do it without him. So, um, 
I hope you learned something and I hope you keep listening. And join us next week. Keep seeking truth.